You know, when we talk about helping people, when we, uh, when we talk about giving to people, and I asked you the question, um, what irritates you, and, uh, and uh, you know, a variety of answers, and, and uh, I think, I think that what irritates me, what ends up irritating me when it comes to those kind of things, to helping people, has really to do more with me than with them, okay? And, uh, and, and it's because what I find is that, in, in reality, in the back of my mind, I'm looking for payment. Okay? In other words, a reward for my good works. And what, the, what form would that payment be? Gratitude. Right? Yeah. So, so really, when I find myself irritated, it's because I'm not doing it with the right motivations. And I'm actually I'm wanting payment for, my good, for, for, for being good to people. And so, uh, and so it's kind of a double-edged sword. I get irritated because they're ungrateful. Uh, and then I realize that it was, I was demanding payment. And it was in the form of gratitude. God simply wants us to be cheerful givers. And he calls us to give as he gave. Okay? It's one of the things that makes it, in fact, there's a, a passage of scripture. I don't know if I quoted it Sunday, uh, Wednesday night or or. or or, or last Sunday, I probably have done it in both settings or many other settings, is that one of the things that makes us like God, in fact, God, Jesus says this, look, uh, if you will love those who don't love you, if you will bless those who, don't, who, who, who return nothing to you, if you give without the expectation of, honest expectation of receiving anything, you'll be like your heavenly father who is in heaven because he does the same thing. How often does he give to you and to me? And we, and we, you know, we just kind of take it in stride as if it's our due. Yeah? And we don't give thanks to God. In fact, we have to be reminded that the next breath is a gift. Yeah? And that, that he feeds, uh, he, the, he, he, clothes the, he clothes the fields with splendor. He feeds the birds that neither toil nor they, they don't toil, they don't work, but he feeds them. And he says, how much more important are you than any of those things? Okay. So uh, that's kind of a long answer for me. So essentially I get irritated when, when my heart is wrong. Yeah? Does that make sense? Anybody can, uh, would, would say with me, oh me. <laughs> now today uh, the, Jesus we're in the series Jesus tells a story and like I said before there were like 46 to 50 some uh, parables and of course Jesus in the context of the parables essentially explains who God is and all the, 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 the primary teachings that Jesus brings he, he brings they're, they're encapsulated in these parables that he, that he brings. And so it's, it's a good study. It's a, it's a, it's a wonderful study. I'm not going to hit every parable. Uh, some of them are, are rather short. But today I want to talk about prayer and one of the parables. Uh, and, and the prayer, some of the most prevalent concerns that you and I have fall, under the, fall in the category of, uh, you know, we, we ask the question, will God really answer? When we get on our knees, when the pastor calls you to pray, 
Maybe somewhere in the back of your mind or in your experience, you're saying, will God really answer? If I ask him for the big stuff, will he, will he really answer? When I, ask, when I go to God and I lay, lay before him the hard stuff, will he really answer? And mixed into that uh, are questions of, uh, that says, is he, is, is he, does he really hear me? Does he listen to me? Am I holy enough for him to answer me? I don't deserve it. All of these thoughts, all of these thoughts, I don't know of anybody, I mean, there may be some people out there, you know, like, oh, no. But I think most people struggle with this stuff, right? Now, we may not articulate it the same way, but sometimes we think all of those blessings are for other people and not me and not you, right? And so we wrestle with that. And we're unsure of ourselves, We're unsure of God's love for us. We're unsure of God's promises, his words. Maybe we're just ignorant of of these things. And these things, if we wrap them up, they they all come down to insecurities, ignorance, unbelief. Perhaps when you pray, you're just tired of waiting. You pray and you pray and you pray and No answer is forthcoming, okay? You know, I get that. I understand that. Because I'm in this with you too. I've knelt at these altars and other altars, and I have have prayed. There are some things that seem to happen immediately, right? Other things that it's like, you know, dink, 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 dink. Yeah? Are you there? Dink, 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 dink. (laughs) Okay? You know? But it's the same God who heard me and answered this one is the same God who heard and ding, 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 and seemingly so, right? Okay? So we have those experiences. We have those experiences. Let's turn to Luke, the 11th chapter. And I, you know, I'll try to cover everything this morning because prayer is really important. You know, I honestly believe we can change the world because God listens to us. Yeah? When, we, when, when we gather together on Wednesday night and we, and we just spend that short, short amount of time, in, in a sense, bombarding God with, 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 with our requests. Now, you and I may think, well, we're bothering God. Again, we're putting God in our own image, right? We're placing God in our own image. You know, you and I may get tired of hearing people come to us with requests, but God doesn't. That blows my mind, that he's not like me. That he doesn't have the limitations that I have. I mean, seriously, folks, is that what, is that what, is that what we wrestle with, honestly? Is that we have, in a sense, made God like us. And we can't, we can't somehow fathom that he has uh, unlimited patience. That he has love that we can't uh, 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 climb to. In other words, we can't be that loving. We're not that loving. We're not that forgiving. And so God can't be. And so we see God's love and all he promises to us through those filters which are really, really bad filters. Okay? God's different than we are. The scripture says he's not a man. He's not a man so that the things that we attribute to him that are manly or human, 
simply don't apply. And they fall short of the truth and the reality of God. And so somehow you and I have to get a hold of the idea that God is bigger than that. And, 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 and we sing a song every once in a while. What, uh, you know, whose report will you believe? Okay? I will re- believe the report of the Lord. What will you believe? God's word that has stood through time. Oh, yes, it's different than how we think. Whose report? Okay. Matthew, uh, Luke 11. It happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, he, he had fin- after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, how would be your name? Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive, uh, forgive us our sins. For we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. That's kind of a short version of what many would, we would call either the Lord's Prayer or depending on if you've got a Roman Catholic background, you'd call that the Our Father. Okay? So uh, this kind of a, but that's what Jesus said. Okay? In response to this request by his disciple, teach us to pray like John taught his disciples to pray. Now, now, perhaps the witnessing of Jesus praying. Now, they saw him pray. Perhaps the witnessing of Jesus praying stirred some things in his disciples. Just as, as when many people uh, saw him speaking or heard him speaking, they said, nobody speaks like he does. He's not like the, 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 the people in the synagogue. He speaks with authority. He probably prayed the same way. And, and watching him do this probably stirred something significant in their hearts and their minds. And, they, and, so because, and that probably caused them to say, Lord, teach us to pray. Man, wow. Teach us to pray. We'd like to, whatever you got, we want. Yeah? Every once in a while, we'll encounter people like, man, teach me that. And they went to Jesus and and asked him. They prompted the request, Lord, teach us to pray. Now, Jesus gave them what many would call the Lord's Prayer, our Father. But the truth is, it's really a blueprint of prayer. Okay? And I teach this on Wednesday nights. I teach this in, in other places that when you get down to pray, that use this as a blueprint. It, it starts with worship. There's an, uh, it, it, it moves from worship to an alignment with a personal acknowledgement and alignment of God's will. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay? Then there's this section where we're all fond of. The, all our personal needs, all the things that we lay out and say, God, do this, please do that, work in us, uh, save this one, touch their, this one's lives, uh, be with so-and-so who's in the nursing home or who has lost their child, all of these things, that section's there too. And forgiveness, ours and others. And then holy and daily, lead us not into temptation. Now, some, some versions... Close this with worship. Now, and that's what I teach. Okay? You know, you, I tell you what, when people say, well, I don't, Pastor, how, I don't know how to pray. Okay, all right. Step one, get on your knees and begin to thank God and worship Him. Step two, okay? Uh, ask Him for His will to be per, per, uh, accomplished in your life and kind of just flesh that out and so on and so forth. You work through that. You know, you'll be down on your knees for 30 minutes. 
if you fill in all the blanks and you spend time with God. Okay? Uh, but that's not my purpose in sharing with this. But it sets this up. It sets up the things that he's about to teach. Yet Jesus takes this opportunity in this passage of Scripture to address some of the deeper things about prayer, their actions and the nature of God, our provider. In verse 5, he, says, he begins, he says, Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a, has a friend and, and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me from a, uh, from a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside he answers, Do not bother me. The door has already been shut, and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. Okay? I, I tell you, even though he will not get, get up and give him anything because he's his friends, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Now, that's an interesting story. And I recognize that some of us are going to say, well, okay, uh, is, it that, is God like this, this reluctant giver? And you just got to keep rapping on his, no, 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 no. You'll see the difference. And actually, what, what you find in this passage of Scripture is a contrast rather than uh, an a kin, a kinship of, of, of these ideas. Let me just give you some, some background to this thing, okay? Because of the hot and arid climate that these people lived in, night traveling was common, okay? So that gives you an understanding of what's going on in this picture. Hospitality was, was a custom that was not broken very easily, and shame was associated. Remember the story, remember the story of, the, of the, uh, the, the wedding at Cana? The guy ran out of wine, and, it was, and you and I would say, well, party's over, guys, go, Yeah. When, it's so, when, it, when the food's, when food runs out, people are going to have to leave. No, 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 no. This had more to do with, with the customs of the land. And so when someone should, and hospitality was a big deal. They didn't have Howard Johnsons. They didn't have the Hyatts. They didn't have these things. So people would come and they would stay and you had to offer hospitality. I guess that was part of the, the, the custom and the law. And so hospitality uh, customs demanded a response. The response was you, you show up and you're taken care of. But this man obviously was poor. He didn't have any bread to give these people. And so he's beaten on the door of his friend. Now, this becomes, now you've got to understand, it's a village. They're friends. This becomes, if, if you read the Old Testament and you read through the customs of Israel, you know, uh, as it went in a village, it went in the village. They were all in this together. So he's beaten on the door of his friends and said, look, I need three loaves of bread. And, he's, and, and of course, this guy is in one room with his wife and his kids. Maybe even the cattle and the chickens are in the building. You know, you, 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 just because we don't live like that now doesn't mean that they didn't live like that. They Often they did, okay? For protection. He said, look, man, we're in bed. If I get up, everybody gets up. My kids are in bed. The, you know, it didn't, it didn't talk about the sheep and the goats and stuff. I don't know. But, he's, but he says because, he won't do it because he's his friend, but because he keeps on knocking. Okay. All right. Verse 9, he says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. 
Here's the teaching. Here's the core of the teaching. Here's where we get to where God is. <laughs> this is where we, we find God. I mean, he tells a story. But here's where, he, where we get to God. He says, but I say to you, ask. This is, this is for you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. Now, asks, seeks, knocks. Could I say these or not say to you, uh, the, in the original intention here, and then the, in our intention here today, is these are not synonyms. Remember what a synonym is? Words that mean the same things. Different words that mean the same thing. In, in truth, what you see here is Jesus is unfolding. He says, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. The truth is there's a progression in each of these words. There's a progression of intensity. Ask is simply asking, right? The cool things, ask it to be given to you. They says, seek, you'll find. Now, recognizing that some things require, for, for whatever reason, I'm not the, I'm, I, I, don't know, I don't understand all mysteries. Seeking. Some things, when you and I pray, require, require some ferreting out. Okay? A little more intensity in our seeking. Knock, and the door will be open. Is it knock? What is knock? How do you increase intensity? Stop, Pastor. <laughs> you even got it, okay? <laughs> See, so what he's saying is this. there is an intensity there. There's a growing, there's a building intensity. Now, why is that? I don't know the mystery here. I don't know the mystery here. But there's a progression of, of, of intensity and action. You'll be given, you will find, and the door will be open to you. Now, this is good stuff. This is what this is God. This is God's response to our prayers. Let me let me go a little bit further in the scripture. Eleven chapter verse eleven. He says, "Now suppose one of you, uh, one of you fathers, is asked by his son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? If he's asked if he's asked for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion. A scorpion, will he?" If you then, being evil, know, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, you see this. What we find here is not a comparison with the, with the reluctant friend, but a contrast. See, the reluctant friend, even in this world, he says, if you keep on knocking, he's going to open the door. He may resent it. He may be reluctant. And, and here we go back to some of the things that I said to you earlier. What is, it about, what is it about helping people that irritate you? We don't want to be bothered. Yeah, It tells, tells us more about us than it does about God in us, right? It tells us more about that. I, I understand that. I get that. So the comparison is that here's humanity and we give. 
But here's God. Here's God. And the contrast is that he knows how to give good things to you. Is it possible that sometimes when we ask him for something, we think it's a, we think it's a fish but it's really a snake? Is it possible that when we ask for something, we think it's one thing, but God sees the danger in it? Could that be one of the reasons why the answer ends up being no, or wait, or whatever? I mean, and you might say, well, I know. How many times, you, many of you are parents, and your children come to you asking for things, Right? We don't want to spoil our children, do we? We don't want to make them idiots. Give them too much. Is it possible? Is it possible for a boomer parent to give their kids too much? Absolutely. Is it possible that the very thing that they want and the very thing that they ask for, we could give? We could give, but we choose not to because we don't think it's a good idea. I remember, remember when the skateboards came out? Oh, I wanted one so bad. The wheels were steel. Had no grip at all. People were bashing their brains out. (laughs) It's true. I mean, we made a skateboard, took a piece of wood. Uh, pulled apart a key skate and slapped it on the bottom and drove nails in and said, whoo, and, and, you know, went. <laughs> so people were bashing their brains out. Anybody remember that? Am I too old? Yeah, okay. Well, that was the deal. And my mother said, there's no way. You're not getting one of those. Kind of the old thing of, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. So, I mean, that's an example. Even parents, even we know that sometimes it's a bad idea to give a kid everything that they want. And, and sometimes we're as ignorant as in, in, in terrestrial and eternal things and spiritual things. And see, God knows the end from the beginning. Yeah? And, and, and we're just we're in the corner. Can I do that right? <laughs> God's not answering my prayer. God hears you. He says, ask and you receive. Seek and you'll find. A knock and the door will be open to you. And sometimes the answer is, no, bad idea. Or I got a better idea. Some of you have had prayers that you've prayed and, and later on, and, and they didn't get answered in the way that you wanted them to. And later on, you said, boy, I'm glad God didn't answer that prayer. Because, you know, you live a few years and you say, man, many of you have dodged relationships that way. God didn't give you what you wanted. And, and later on, you said, dear, th- thank you, God. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm not... Didn't, that relationship didn't work out. If then you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, I love that passage, that part of the passage. That's kind of tucked in there. Giving the Holy Spirit, what does this have to do with anything? Now, think about that. Okay? I'm asking for 
X, uh, PX. 90s, and I'm asking for I'm asking for uh, a, a raise at work. I'm asking for uh, my house to be sold. I'm asking for uh, the, you know I'm asking for these kind of things. What it, the, the scripture says that how much if you know as as humans, as men and women, know how to give good gifts to your children? How about God will give the Holy Spirit? God's not going to be reluctant to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. I mean, what a special gift! That you and I could participate and be imparted with God inside of us. What a special gift is that? Think about that. Is is it possible that God could give any more? I mean, the, the most precious things that he had, his son. He gave him for you and for me. Salvation, free. Okay? What, a, what, a, what an incredible gift to give and what an incredible gift. Uh, loss, in a sense, uh, from, from a God's perspective, but the gain was worth it. And then what does he do? He's not done. He gives the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. His spirit that was that hovered over the face of the deep in all and was, was exercised in all of creation, he gives to live inside of you and me. You can't buy that. Because it was a gift. So what do we have here? Well, well let, me, let me back up. I think this may have been what was, you know, since it's in the context of prayer, this is what Paul had in mind when he says in, in Romans, the 8th chapter 26, he says, in the same way the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For when we do not know how to pray as we should, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. See? It's all right there. It's all right there. It's all right there. So what do we have? We have a, in this passage of scripture, we have a blueprint for prayer. Stand with me, musicians. Come. We have a blueprint for prayer. We have an encouragement for persistent and constant prayer. Now, that's there too. That's there. Now, some would say, well, why, why, you know, if God hears us when we call, then why, you know, one of the reasons I, I mentioned, one of the reasons why maybe uh, or perhaps that, that God sometimes does not answer is because he's got another plan. Another you can find in Daniel, I believe it's the third chapter, where, uh, third or the eighth, I can't remember, but you can find it in there, where we get to peek behind the spiritual curtain and you see that there's a actual spiritual war that's taking place and, and prayers are delayed because of that. But God hears. He told Daniel from the day, from the day that you purpose to, to understand and, and you, you got before God, he heard your prayer. Say. Okay? So those things are there. He says, so you have a blueprint for your prayer. That's very practical and useful, okay? Very practical and useful for anyone who would get serious about serving God. And you know, if, you're going to, if you're serious about serving God, prayer is going to be a part of it. You want to see the world change. You want to see mountains moved. You want to see God's will accomplished not only in your life but in the lives of other people. Prayer is a key, is a key. So encouragement for persistent and constant prayer. And a promise that your heavenly Father will hear and answer. That is, answers go beyond your and my simple requests. He says yes and no according not only to 
our will, but according to our best benefit. And that, the whole, and that God gives his Holy Spirit to aid you in the process. Does this make sense to you today? I don't know. I don't know. I, if any of you are serious about Christ, and many, many, most of us are, there are things in your life, there are things in that you've prayed about and you haven't seen an answer. Yet. Yet. But on the other hand, you've prayed... And God's answered. I've seen people, I, I, I ran into pe- people yesterday at the wedding. Ran into a young man at the wedding. I remember praying for him up here. He's saved now. <laughs> He's saved now. And a hundred times, hundreds of prayers that you have prayed, God has answered already. Know that there is more to come. And he's directing, he's guiding, he's leading. One of the things that, uh, that, that, that I've taught you, one of the things I've taught you, and whenever people try this, it works because it's true. I mean, good things and true things work. Focused prayer. That you find one thing that's in your life right now, begin to pray. And not faint. And not grow tired. Not grow weary. Just knowing that God hears and he'll answer it may be a child maybe a child in your life that you're burdened for your parents or somebody somebody or a situation whether it's work whether it's play you know everything we're doing life here folks we're doing life here friends family work employment all of these things this is life and God's not above it he's in it you and I These altars are open as we worship, as we sing, as we close our service day. If you have something, you've you've been tired of praying. You thought, God's not hearing me. He's hearing you. I want you to, you've closed the door. You thought it was over. Lay it before him again. The door's open. The door's open. and, And also, earlier when we prayed that prayer of salvation, you'd never given your heart to the Lord, but today you did. But today you did. As other people come and pray about the things that are on their hearts, reopening those doors again, circumstances, situations that you think that they thought were beyond their moment, beyond their time, God's not listening. He's listening. They're going to come and they're going to pray. If you gave your heart to Christ today, meet me here. Meet me here. I want to pray with you. Amen. We're going to worship.